Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Yeah, this is one of those good made up holidays. <laughs> it's National Radio Day. Happy National Radio Day, guys. You too. Right back hey, at you. How are we celebrating? I don't know. We're going to talk like this all morning. Good morning. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Not going to do that. Today is Tuesday. The t- what's weird is it's not even like the anniversary of the day the fir- the nation's first station what went on the, the air. What is the significance of this date then uh, in reference to I don't radio? Know. <laughs> they just picked it. Is <laughs> uh, the day Marconi uh, did something or the Telegraph? It was his birthday. On November 2nd of 1920, Pittsburgh's KDKA made this, the nation's first commercial broadcast. That's what happened today? And they, no, that was no, in November. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't November. make sense that we're celebrating today, <laughs> considering it happened on November 2nd. But they And they chose November 2nd because it was election day, and the power of radio was proven when people could hear the results of the Harding-Cox presidential race before they read about it in the newspaper. Mm. And so because it was such a huge hit in Pittsburgh... It inspired other companies to take up broadcasting, and within four years, there were 600 commercial radio stations around the country. Wow, really? Crazy. That's pretty fast. So, good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, the 20th of August of 2019. We're Jeff and Jen. We're just getting started here on Cincinnati's Q102. We have an A-list couple getting married while another one splits. Also, A-Rod spies on his kids, and does Paul McCartney make his own guitar picks on train tracks? Wait till you hear this. Bunch of e-news to get you caught up on the first e-news of the day. Cincinnati's Q102. Yeah, and we're welcoming to the studio today a Mr. David Thies. He is a movie producer, Mr. Fancy Pants from Los Angeles, but originally from Cincinnati. And you are in town right now. You came to town for a special occasion. You are presenting a movie for the OTR International Film Festival, which is happening here in October but one of the films is The Peanut Butter Falcon, and this is a movie that you produced. That is correct. And it is amazing. Oh, thank you. Now, the whole reason for the OTR, International Film Festival, is about diversity. And, you know, when people usually talk about diversity, they talk a lot about sex. They talk about race. They talk about so, uh, sexual orientation. But one area that we feel just doesn't get enough attention is disabilities. So this film that you made... Peanut Butter Falcon, can you tell us what the plot line is and why it's so special? The plot line is it's uh, about a 22-year-old kid with Down syndrome that uh, runs away from a group home because he wants to become a professional wrestler. And it's set in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a unique story that uh, Mike and Tyler, the writer-directors, um, brought to me and said, hey, we've written this script. And I said, well, where did the script come from? And they said, well... We worked at a place called Zeno Mountain Farms helping people make short films that have disabilities and not disabilities, and we met this kid named Zach Gottsagen. And uh, Zach said, hey, I want to I do a feature. And they just said, well, Zach, you know, there's not a whole lot of opportunities out there. And Zach just looked at him and said, well, why don't you write in it and direct in it, and I'll star in it. And <laughs> so here we are five years later. And here's Zach. Is that all you have to do? <laughs> I didn't know that it was that easy. It's, it's, it's that easy. Oh. It's that easy. Wow. And I, somehow, amazingly, how did you get names like Shia LaBeouf and, and Dakota Johnson involved? When uh, Michael 
uh, the director sent me a script. They had never directed a feature or did anything. And they said, hey, how do we go about getting this done? And I said, well, in my other world of reality and soft script to TV, we would shoot a sizzle reel or a fake movie trailer to try to go help sell this. Um, so uh, my company, TivaCom, has uh, gear rental, and we packed up a sprinter. And I had another Cincinnati uh, native, a young guy named uh, Andrew Terry, drive it from L.A. to the Outer Banks. And we went out there for a couple of weeks, and we shot a sizzle reel with no people. We had Zach. We had Tyler, the director, acting in the part that ended up coming to Shia. That sizzle reel made it around Hollywood and ended up landing people like you know Shia LaBeouf, Dakota Johnson, John Bernthal, John Hawks, uh, Bruce Dern, um, Yellow Wolf. You know, just a wow. lot of a lot of people. And and as the producer, are you involved in that negotiation process with the cast? Like, how involved are you in? We were lucky that early on, the proof of concept went to um, Albert Berger and Ron Yerkes. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. So who had produced movies like uh, Little Miss Sunshine in Nebraska and um, having not produced a feature myself, you're not going to get actors that are like, I don't know if this guy can pull it off. So we were l- lucky to have producers that had experience yeah. that came on board to help. It sounds uh, like a fun this, thing to do. It is a fun thing. And it's like, I can't believe that it's almost been, we, we shot, we finished the movie two years ago now and we shot the proof of concept four and a half years ago. Mm. So I'd say time flies, but it seemed like it took forever, but now it doesn't. Wow. Yeah. And how do you feel about the finished product? It's uh, getting it's, great reviews. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it is. Really good. I saw it yesterday, and here I go. I've I've become just this emotional wreck as I have aged, and just starting to talk about it now. I could, yeah. I could start crying yeah. because it's got so many amazing messages in it for everyone, not just people who live with or work with individuals with a disability. Right. But I mean, there's so much depth to this, and I have fallen in love with Shia LaBeouf. In yeah. a way that I never dreamed I could ever fall in love with Shiloh. <laughs> he's, he's phenomenal. And, and it's like he came to set a month before we started shooting because he wanted to go out at four in the morning to learn how to crab fish. And then he wanted to come back and uh, just spend time with Zach. And it shows, I mean, to this day, those guys still talk every week. And, yeah. you know, to see him back together here in the last, you know, three weeks as we've been doing promos and Shia kept doing Q&As. He's like, let's do another Q&A. We'd sell out in LA. And he goes, let's stay and do another. He's just like... Everyone, it was such a family atmosphere making this film. And you said this was the first movie you'd ever produced? It's the first movie I produced. I work as a director and a director of photography for the most part and also produce gotcha. other stuff. So I've DP'd the director of photography to a few uh, features. I but. mean, how many stars are that agreeable and that flexible like Shia LaBeouf was on this movie? Shia said uh, he doesn't think that he'll have this uh, experience ever again on a film because we all came together and it was a family atmosphere, and these days are long and hot. We're talking about heat. Uh, shooting, and you're shot, out with bugs. We shot, <laughs> we shot in Savannah. Shout out to the guys oh, that, mixed, that mixed the movie because they were 
cicadas and crickets and yeah. every bit of sound going oh, on out there. Wow. So um, makes for a great setting, though, right? Beautiful setting. And uh, Nigel Bluck was the one that ended up as the director of photography. And the character of what you see on film is so it was so important for us to go out. And there's a lot of water work that we did. Um, and I was lucky enough to shoot all the underwater and uh, drone and stuff like that. So I got to play, too, That's great. outside yeah. of producing. And what do you think? What do you think? What is the big message you want people to come away with after I, seeing this? I think, uh, A, from an independent filmmaking standpoint, there's still good films out there being made, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like people need to support indie films or else they're not going to get made, you know, because it's, it's, this was, you know, not a lot, not a big budget and all these stars came on board. They came on board for Zach. It's like when they wrote this film, it wasn't necessarily about disability. It was about giving a kid an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, sh- and Zach was number one on the call sheet and everyone respected that. And he came up ready to play. When we shot the proof of concept, when I first met him, he was stuttering and he was having a hard time connecting. And, I, you know, the producer mind goes, oh, OK, let's see how we're going to work with this. We shot the first bit. He disappeared came back down, had a pencil behind his ear, had the script open, had notes in the column. And he said, hey, guys, can I talk to you about my character a little bit? And I, thought, I just started laughing. I said, great. I said, we're good. We're wow. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And the cool thing is we didn't treat Zach with a disability. I think we have the disability. And we look like Zach doesn't know. He, know he, has, he knows he has Down syndrome, but he doesn't know he has a disability. Mm-hmm. It was us that kind of had to check ourselves when we were treating him. There's a... There's a scene where he has to jump off a high area that by the time we got there, the water had gone down. It was probably 35 or 40 feet. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we had a stunt person there to do it. And they're like, yeah, we're going to throw the stunt person in because we still have two weeks left to film. And we can. And Zach said, no, I'm here. I want to do it. So that's him jumping in the film. There's (laughs) an incredible scene in the film with him and Shia and Dakota Johnson. And it's Dakota is, is trying to caretake Zach and Shia, who just met him. You know, with a couple of days later, is so, no, he did, no. She, he's telling her, "Don't do that. He's fine. He yeah. can take care of himself. He can do this himself." And it's just such an eye-opening and amazing scene. I think for so many of us who have been believing, because that's what we've been told. Because it's the focus is constantly always on what they cannot do, right, or how they can't take care of themselves. So to see Shia LaBeouf, who just met him, telling the caretaker. He can do this. And then her backing off and then him doing it. It just is like, this is power. Yeah. You know, it really is. And there's, there's in the trailer, you see a line uh, where they're walking away from a cornfield mm-hmm. and uh, Shia's character had given him a couple of rules <laughs> of how we're going to get by. And he walks 20 seconds and turns around and goes, what's rule number one? And you see Zach stop and he goes, party. <laughs> and, and it's so funny because that, that was not in the script. Those, uh. those, those two literally started to become the characters and, and play the characters. And it was such a beautiful shot with these cornfields. It was one of the first two days of filming and it started raining on us. And we're like, just keep walking. Just it's keep such going. A board, yeah. So you're yeah. getting a level of authenticity in this movie that's so really hard to capture. Yeah. And that's and, great. And Shia said, working with Zach, it's like sometimes he throws you a softball, a curveball. And you just got to catch it and throw it right just back at him. Roll with it. And that was a perfect moment yeah. right there. That's so great. When when can we see this movie nationwide? Nationwide starting on Friday. Yeah. We're excited Yay. to finally get here. Yay. You know. Yeah. 
So you're here tonight to to host a premiere that is already sold out. Correct. But as I think Thursday night, there are some tickets available for Westchester AMC, and I think the Marymount is showing it more theaters than that on Friday. So hopefully you'll get out and see it. It's the Peanut Butter Falcon. Thank and you. And it's amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Go Thank see you. the Peanut Butter Falcon. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.